Welcome, Sabine. I'm so happy to have you here. We met in a community of Mind Valley with um, Lisa Nichols, and um, I noticed you right away. Um, but please tell me your story. Tell my audience everything that you wish to share now. <laughs> sure, sure. So <laughs> I have an interesting story. I would say it's different uh, in some way. On one level, it's very different and unique. Uh, story than the way most people live. But I think when you go deep enough, and this is the way I want to touch people, I've had such similar sufferings to so many people. Uh, and I say that as, so I'm actually an identical quadruplet, which means I have three other brothers that look identical to me in terms of looks. And that actually is a one in 600 million chance of birth. Um, and there's only 24 sets of identical quadruplet boys in the world which is just like mind blowing. So, you know, but what happened growing up was so interesting. And what a lot of people don't see is everyone thought, you know, you're so special. We were on national television. We were super popular in elementary school. Everyone's like, your guys' life is perfect. But what they didn't realize is kids, imagine growing up as a quadruplet and you see as a kid that you're getting all this attention for being a collective identity. And for as an individual, you get little to no attention. You have to wear a certain color. I had to wear red every single day to school in order to be told apart and be recognized as an individual. Mm -hmm. So I internalized the belief, but everyone thought I was perfect. I internalized the belief that my real individual self's not worthy of love or attention. And so I craved this sense of uniqueness. I wanted to be seen for who I really was. I wanted so bad to be different from my brothers, but what do kids and what do humans honestly normally do when they want to, you know, trying to cover some, some internal hole where they take it down to form. So I thought, if I can appear externally by having the perfect girlfriend or the perfect grades or never showing that I'm hurt or upset, then I'll get that love that I've been truly craving. And for so much of my life, that was my chase. It was for external significance and validation. Whatever environment I found myself in, whether it was hockey, I was, we were so disciplined, always trying to get to the next level, never felt good enough. Then in freshman year of college, you know, it's funny when hockey ends, the the insecurity inside doesn't end when the outside thing fades. It just takes on new form. So then I enter college. Now the environment is this fraternity sorority lifestyle. So it's who can be with the most and date the most girls now. Okay. So I, without even thinking, now I've got to be the one who gets the most girls out of everyone. And then I transfer to the University of Notre Dame. Now everyone's more serious about school. So now I have to get the best grades. I have to speak the most. And for the longest time, it's just this driver. And I always say that, you know, external goals can't fill internal holes because mm -hmm. I know that because while everybody thought I had it made externally and had it figured out, I was suffering. I call it silent suffering. I was suffering on the inside because I wasn't authentic with who I really was. I was trying to be a perfectionist. I was trying to be who everyone wanted me to be because I thought that was the way I would get, I would feel worthy of love or attention. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to the root inside of myself until, you know, and this is why I love talking about suffering. Suffering had this power to, and it's a quite a few moments that we can go more into detail in in a second, mm -hmm. suffering had this power to awaken me and shift that direction by which I started to look for my uniqueness, specialness, and authenticity inside of myself instead of outside of myself. But if I didn't suffer, if I didn't feel lonelier than ever after I got dropped from two different fraternities, they literally kicked me out, made me feel like I had no friends. If I didn't have that isolated period of time, I would have never had the courage to get into meditation and personal growth and finally take that deep dive and so I look back with such immense gratitude, you know, to these kind of suffering events. But I start to see, you know, with, with a lot of human beings, that's not how suffering goes for them. Oftentimes it destroys them. So I'm obsessed with 
because it's my personal story as a quadruplet, what shifted the perspective for me in finding mm -hmm. my uniqueness, what, what makes that difference between suffering that actually transforms a person where they look back with awe and gratitude and just mm -hmm. like, thank you. I'm so glad it happened. I can connect the dots. Like I say, because one of the stories briefly, I'll touch on it was it, the, the reason I got kicked out of my second fraternity was a girl actually went on a bar crawl date with me and she met me at the bar late for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. went to the bathroom and never showed up again, gone for the rest of the night. And it pissed me off, of course. But one thing led to another. I got dropped. It hurt even more. But now that I'm where I'm at, I wish I could see that girl again and give her a hug and say thank you. My life would not be what it is today, not even a fraction if that didn't happen. So I'm obsessed with that difference. We're totally on the same frequency here. I, I say that something like thank you for leaving me behind. Mm -hmm. And, I, I, you know, uh, those people who do that are purposely there and if they were not there we would not continue to rise yes. and to shine as we are shining now as i told you before we started the interview i saw you in that group and i saw a picture with you and your brothers and you look physically identical but i saw only you and i knew that is you that, that it's it's the picture without your name so i was like yeah that's him for sure like I can feel the energy and that's very, very interesting. And now when you came, you told me a story, which you just lived like a few days ago. Uh, and I would like you to share that because there is so much power in that story and so much beauty. And if people can only see from where you came from and all the lights were on you, but you were oh actually God. suffering inside, you know, um, I, I don't wear red because I knew it was your color. I, so much. I, 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 I have it just, no. like, you know, I didn't know. I'm sorry if it bugs you. No, uh, it's all good. I've healed that stuff. It's all good. <laughs> I, I understood right away where you came from. Because when you made that first video, I saw people leaving comments about all four of you. And it's always, if I may say, a package. And... Yeah. I am absolutely sure that each and every one of you is a magnificent just as you are and completely different, maybe similar yeah. in some segments, but physical identity is not what makes us unique human beings. Exactly. And because of that suffering, something so much beautiful happened to you uh, a few days ago. I'm sure it has, you know, everything is connected and universe just yeah. gave you what? So I'll, I'll back up for a second because I want to really uh, parse this out. So, right, I was chasing, you know, external goals to fill internal holes of not feeling worthy. So for the longest time, my freshman year, then I had a girlfriend for a year, sophomore year. But freshman year, I was about being with the most girls possible. And then I find myself junior year broken up with my girlfriend. And again, I'm dating four girls at the same time. This is how I enter COVID. And this is where another suffering hit. I'm literally dating four beautiful girls at the same time. I'm traveling to different cities. It, again, I find myself in the same pattern. It looks like I have it all together. It looks like I have everything figured out and I'm just sheerly rotting on the inside. And I'll never forget one by one, again, suffering, right? COVID was not just, it's collectively suffering for us as a humanity, but also individually suffering for me as each of those girls fell out of my life. I couldn't travel anymore. And I was just, I was just forced to take a deep dive within yet again and just go deeper um, than I ever have and really start to do that internal work. I, for the first time in my life, I actually got to a point where I could say I was actually depressed. I'll never forget. I was doing a YouTube video here. Again, I was grasping on, now that I think about it, this just came to me. 
you know, all of my ways of having significance at Notre Dame with girls was falling apart. So I immediately jumped to YouTube and now I need a certain number of subscribers. And now I'm compromising even my own values in order to get more views. And my brothers didn't like that. So I'll never forget in this room when Lenny and one of my brothers said, I'm not doing the YouTube channel anymore because you don't care about this saving. You don't really care about us. And I remember each brother walked out and it was like they were stomping uh, on my heart as they left. And for the first time, I couldn't get out of bed for 24, 48 hours. I couldn't even move. But I, again, something came through me. Eventually, I found my way to hearing Vishen Lakhiani, CEO of Mind Valley's voice, and it strikes me and I follow it. And then I get to this because this leads me to actually, of all things, I took LSD, acid, with the last girl I ever dated. And this was last May. And something came through me that said, you need to stop dating entirely. You have so much inner work to do. Stop dating and don't go back to college this year. Okay. I'm going to, I don't know what, why I started really following my intuition and not questioning it anymore, but I was like, okay, that's done. I'm not going to do that. And so I kid you not. And this is what I want people to get so bad because I'm going to get into the story. Mm -hmm. I did not think about dating for eight months. All I did was energy work, inner work, conscious transformation, um, some mental reprogramming for relationships and some healing, not even directed towards relationships, but on the person I wanted to become asking, who do I want to attract? How do I become those things? Didn't even put myself on a dating site, nothing. And I ended up attracting, I'll never forget. I'm on the phone with, and I'll just get really honest here. Cause I know how spiritual you are. I'm on the phone with, uh, my intuitive psychic healer and she's much older than me. I'm 23. She's like 46, 48. So she needs help with Instagram. So I'm like bored, like trying to help her with Instagram. And I'll never forget a girl, this girl follows me and I just happen to click my notifications and I get a rush, an intuitive rush like I've never got. I've seen plenty of girls in my life and I never got this feeling. I still can't describe it. And a few weeks earlier, my intuitive healer said, I see a female vibration coming into your life. And my ex-girlfriend actually came back into my life wanting me to heal her. So once I got this rush, something strikes me to ask her, I rose her name, I love her to death. I say, Ro, did, because she talks to, you know, to spirit guides and stuff. I said, do the guys say, do the guides say that they sense another female vibration coming into my life? She closes her eyes. We're on a phone call. She says, yeah, 0.5. I was like, what the hell does that mean? 0.5. And we're referring to this girl. Cause I only said it. Cause I see this girl on Instagram 0.5. Okay. So I thought maybe, you know, I find out we start talking to me and this girl, we have this insane chemistry. Like I've never felt before. I'm like, but 0.5, maybe she's half a world away. Cause she's in Estonia maybe, you know, I've done long distance in the past. And it wasn't until later that I get an article sent from Ro about twin flames. And it says that it's two halves of the same soul that it hit me in meditation, that that's what the 0.5 meant. So you call it a soulmate, call it a twin flame. I think they're a little different, but some people like, you know, one term better than the other. But I, while doing nothing externally, was able to magnetically call in my twin flame. And we just went to Costa Rica for 25 days. And it was beyond my wildest imaginations, dreams, the most blissful and exponentially, you know, growth experience uh, of my entire life. And I really think though, it's because I went to a different direction. I stopped looking for the external world to make me feel special. I went deep into myself to find that unique part of myself. Cause I really believe the deeper we go inside of ourselves, and this is my mission in life, we'll touch that part of our soul. That's that one piece of consciousness that's a part of the collective consciousness and that's where we're unique we're all unique expressions of god and so as i get closer and touch that i actually the reason i'm authentic is because it opens you up to true love 
And that's what happened to me. If you're not authentic, when I was performing, it didn't matter how many people loved me. I wasn't, they weren't loving me for really me because I wasn't showing it. And I, I, I had to take responsibility for that and really learn to love myself and be authentic. And then I was magnetically able to call in the love of my life who literally loves me more unconditionally than, than ever I've ever felt in my life. And has made me believe more in the divine and God and source or whatever you want to call it than ever before. I'm so happy that I can share this story in my show with you. <laughs> I can see how happy you are. And I saw how, uh, we, we were supposed to have an interview like a month ago or something. You sent me a message asking to uh, reshadow because you're going to Costa Rica. But I didn't know the yeah. details. Of course, I said, sure, uh, just reshadow and we will pick up. But I had no idea that this is going That's to why. happen and, and this is amazing <laughs> i told you like yesterday i was i was talking about going to estonia and starting the residence and and my company there now and and all of that and now you come and you are talking about none of the less but estonia again so you know things happen for a reason i do believe so energies yeah. flow with a specific reason we meet with a specific reason and i think if we are, like you said, in tune without our authenticity and we step into our purpose, because I also have my spiritual guide and she actually called me and she said that she has a, a channel message that she needs to deliver to me. And uh, she did that and she said, you will be on the stage. And, you know, I went and listened to Nicole's quest for public speaking. I have my public yeah. speaking coach. I was doing public speaking for a while, but, you know, but she said you will be on a huge stage and your speech will start with everybody is afraid. I was like, sure. Okay. Why? Okay. Two days after that, I was invited to TEDx. Uh, I'm speaking on 6th June and guess how my speech is going to start. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's afraid so you know um we we tend to find people around us or we attract people like like we are and the energies that we are and the energy that totally. you were previously was very low and obviously things were happening that way but if they yes. didn't happen that way you wouldn't be so you know on so high frequency now so that's exactly right you no know, just it's it's just thank you for, uh, I mean, to, to everyone who came into my life and, and did something to, to make me like try again or exactly. stop again or I don't know, step up again because every time we do that, we do it better and yeah. we make it through. So, yeah, this blew me away completely. Uh, <laughs> it's not that I, I am a girl, right? And I'm not so young as you are, but when I was young, I mean, I look young, but I'm not so young. You do. Uh, yeah, I, I made a mess like you. Yeah, but when all four of them wanted to come to the same concert, it was very, very challenging time. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm married now, and I have a son, and I have a wonderful marriage and everything. But yeah, that was that was the same pattern that I was going through yeah. my whole high school and then on all that time back then <clears throat> yeah uh anyway we're going to have some fun now like we didn't tell until now but let's say that. <laughs> uh, I will ask you quick questions and you have like 10 seconds to answer let's do it let's do it what's your favorite book 
the surrender experiment by Michael Singer changed my whole life. I never heard of that. Oh my God, you have to read tell it. More. I, I, I don't want to type this, tell me more. It's, yeah, I'll tell you real quick. So I was for so much of my life, I was so much about making things happen versus allowing things and letting things happen and surrender to the will of God, if you will, and letting that take you. What I learned from the surrender experiment is Michael Singer's journey when he dared to let go of himself and his preferences and his wants and his dreams and his hopes. And he decided to give more credence to what life was doing than what he thought about life was doing. And something intuitively came through me again many months ago when I read that book. And I said, I'm going to commit the rest of my life to surrender. And it's been so many walls have come down the last eight, nine months. It's taken me to places beyond my imagination. It took me to Costa Rica. It took me to the love of my life and a love of many lives and past lives and hundreds of them in my twin, in my, my other half of my soul. It's taken me to abundance like I've never had. And it's taken me to this grand destiny. And I just feel like every step I'm guided, but I've had to let go of so much and surrender what I think I want. Because I used to think that I wanted a million YouTube subscribers or dating five girls, if you will. But what I love about surrender is when, when, when you're not surrendering, you're only gonna, no matter how far out you think, you're only gonna be able to attract and manifest within that paradigm, which is still limited compared to the infinite potential that's all around us. When you surrender every single day, some more than others, I'm blown away. I didn't know that was possible. Every day I was in Costa Rica, how is this possible? I didn't know that was possible in our world. I didn't know that was possible. It's the best life one can ever live. Wonderful. It, it's like Neil Donald Walsh just said, I was listening to him yesterday because I'm obviously in love with Mind Valley. So I went to a quest probably. Yeah. <laughs> if he said, imagine now that you surrender everything and you don't have any rights. That feels like freedom. That's good. That feels like freedom. So yeah, um, let's see what else I can ask you. Do you believe in twin flames or soulmates or both? Both. And I actually know my twin flame, uh, obviously, but I also have two soulmates because soulmates can actually be friends. One of them is my coach and the other one's my healer. Actually, uh, I know intuitively that both of them are my soulmates and through healings, we've uncovered that. Um, but I like to make the comparison that soulmates are like from the same cloth and twin flame is the other half of your soul. So yes, I believe in both and I have a lot of them in my life and I'm so blessed. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's an amazing uh, well i don't know I, I learned a lot about twin flames and somehow i do feel that also twin flames don't need to be in a romantic relationship that's that's interesting what sometimes that just doesn't work uh, yes i've heard that it can be tumultuous of the same <laughs> flame, it can get to burning <laughs> if if yeah my twin flame is still running for me but uh i'm not chasing so yeah we'll see about Good. it yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway uh what would be your advice for someone who is starting the journey of self-discovery yeah my, my advice would be the key um is questioning the key is self-awareness because self-awareness leads to the choice to change and so the first step is you need to start questioning the world around you. And when I say that, I think self-awareness is really the pull from, I'm so caught up in my thoughts, my emotions, the outside world. I think all of that's me. I'm identified with that. Wait a second. Do I need to be, do I need to unconsciously go out three nights a week and drink because everyone else does it? Do I need to be uh, staying up this late uh, every single night because my friends do it? If you just, I remember starting that three or four years ago, just with the questioning, I had no idea where it was going to lead. 
But I think, you know, Tony Robbins and many others say questions determine the quality of your life. And so if you can start questioning the norms, you're actually, I always say the journey is back to yourself, back to your authentic self. You've just lost it. And so questioning is the first step to start coming back from the external to the internal. So that's what I would say. Beautiful. My favorite point, poet said, um, the journey of a lifetime is actually coming back to ourselves. Uh, and and the sooner we understand that and discover that, the magic will happen. So that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly what's happening now. Where people who said that, by the way? Who said that? Uh, who said that quote? His name was Georgi Balashevich. It's very difficult Gosh. to pronounce, but he actually yeah. died of COVID now. Um, but that's yeah, exactly. he will stay in, in our hearts. Um, yeah. Where people can find you? Where can reach out to you? Uh, how do you work? Yeah, so people can reach out to me on my Instagram, Save and F Karma, or just Save and Karma. You can search on Instagram. Be feel free to DM me there. Um, and you said, how do I work? Mm-hmm. Probably online yeah. because you. I yeah. mean, but uh, tell us a little bit of, about your. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm a lot as active on it, but I'm still looking for direct messages. You can also message me Save and Karma on Facebook. If you want to see my quadruplet brothers and I, you can go to our YouTube channel. Uh, we have a monetized YouTube channel right now, uh, but we are not, I'm not super active on it right now, but if you want to just have some fun there, that was really us developing our own self-awareness and giving that to the world, which I really appreciate. And then what I do is authenticity coaching and healing, because I really believe that there's three levels we have to work at if we want true transformation. It's too many people just work on the conscious physical level. A lot more people are getting into the subconscious level. Very few people are into the super conscious energetic level. So that's why I blend coaching and healing. I consider the healing to be, you know, a blend of the super conscious and a little bit of the subconscious and the my coaching to be a lot of subconscious and then conscious. And in that order, the foundations in the spirit, the soul level, the energetic level, then it's in the mental reprogramming and emotional um, and, and emotions. And then it's the conscious action. So I guide people on a journey, basically back to themselves, to why they're here, where they come from, what's their purpose in life and where they're going. And so I really activate people in, in three to six months. So that's like one of my big authenticity coaching and healing kind of things that I do for people. And then I also do trust healing and I help people call in relationships. I help people attract abundance with coaching and healing as well. That's amazing. And, and the energy you have is just speaking for itself. I'm sure that, that everyone will feel that. Please say hi to your brothers. You are all four very, very beautiful inside and out. And uh, you. to your twin flame, of course, maybe we will meet Sonia sometime. <laughs> I see it. I can already see it happening. I would love nothing I think more. This is the beginning of a very beautiful friendship. And thank you for being my guest. I truly enjoyed it. And I hope you did too. Me too. I enjoyed it so much. And it could not have been more perfect timing, right? Because I was in Costa Rica going through this experience that I now shared, that's why it wasn't the right timing. And so thank you for being so willing to be flexible with me because it needed to happen on today. So this is just so beautiful. Exactly, because the episode wouldn't be like, it would be awesome, but it wouldn't be so awesome. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Catherine. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.